You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello and welcome back to the Wildcat Scoop podcast. I'm your host, Shelby Shear, here with... Jason Shear. We're a little excited, or I'm excited, because Arizona Diamondbacks just, you know, beat the Dodgers. That was great. Shelly doesn't understand. I'm from Jason's the LA from area. LA and hates the Dodgers. I don't root for literally. The, I, that's not true. That's not true. The only LA team I root for is the LA Kings. He's a huge Kings fan. But other besides than that, that, Dodgers, Lakers, Clippers, nothing. Not but. a fan. Never was. Uh, his parents are from New York, so you can maybe guess what teams he roots for. Anyway, I'm an Arizona girl. I stay loyal. I was happy for the Diamondbacks. Anyways. I just tried to get tickets for the NLCS, but I couldn't. Yeah, it's probably. Well, no, the money's not the issue. It's next week. You, I'm kind of busy next just week. so busy. Shelby's got some stuff. I got, you know, Marana's Fall Festival. Yeah, the little minor event with how many people? That one's smaller. It's like 6,000 yeah. plus. But it's still cool. And then there, Arizona has a basketball game next week. Mm-hmm. Lewis and Clark. Yes, it's going to be riveting. The actual explorers How... come back from the dead <laughs> to face Arizona basketball. Um. Anyways, you can tell we're a little silly tonight, but we're here to preview Arizona football's game against Lewis Washington State. Could play basketball. No, but I th- I think that was a pretty remarkable trip because only one person died, and that and they yeah, died of like, an appendix. If you can make thing. that trip and not die, you should be able to put a ball through a bucket. It hadn't been invented yet, but I'm sure they could give it a try. I'm going to ask Tommy Lloyd. How about you talk to your local necromancer and we'll see what we Tommy can do. Tommy Lloyd's going to have a press conference. That's my first question. I think that that would be great. Anyway, Shelly, before we begin. Before we, we actually begin, we have a message from our lovely sponsor, Homefield Apparel. Oh, yes. Homefieldapparel.com. Go there. Your first order, 15% off if you enter the code WILDCATSCOOP23. All caps, one word, put clothes on your body. And there's no better clothes for you to put on your body than home field apparel. They feel real nice. Real nice. I actually like my big sleepy shirt because it's like Aurora's so comfy. actually <laughs> wearing a home field apparel shirt. Sorry, I'm dying. Now. Can you shut up, please? I'm sorry. Uh, Aurora's actually, Shelby just passed out. Whatever, we're going to keep going. Uh, we're dedicated. Aurora's wearing the home field apparel shirt tonight. I don't know if you knew that. Aurora! <laughs> Look, yeah. I'm back from the dead. Um, anyway, yay, Home Fields Apparel. And... By the way, that is absolutely how I call my daughter multiple times a day because she's always in her room. She's in the teenage, I'm going in my room, and the only time I'm leaving my room is to eat or pee. Yep. And so that's how I call her. And now she's actually going to come out. Now she listens. Aurora, are you wearing your Home Field Apparel shirt today? Yep. See? All right, get out of here. Get out of my face. Um... Yay. Well, you just are demonstrating what a great parent you are. 
And we did our bit. So we're going to talk about Arizona versus Washington I State. I called her the B word at first. Like, we did our little bit. Yeah. <laughs> like, we did it. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. I actually call our youngest daughter a little bit. Yeah. Not, like, literally a little bit. And you would think little. it's boss in charge or boss yeah. in training, but it's also the other thing sometimes. Boy, it's tough. Two girls is hard, guys. And uh, I'm sure that you guys know that if you have two girls. So can we talk about Washington, Arizona? Washington yeah. State in Arizona? Go ahead, honey. Okay. Um, another week, another solid opposing quarterback. This is the third week in a row. What can you tell us about Cam Ward? Yeah, I mean, Cam Ward is good. There's no denying he's good, obviously. Uh, he's not on the level of Caleb Williams and Michael Penix, uh, but his numbers are pretty crazy this year. Um, he's 18th in the country in quarterback rating. He's got 14 touchdowns to two interceptions. Uh, he had a 400-yard game against Oregon State. He had a 450-yard game against Colorado State. Uh, he is very clearly um, a, a good quarterback. He's you know he's six in the whole country in passing yards per game. He's fifth in total offense. He's 11 in passing touchdowns. Um, Northern Colorado, who sucks, but he he completed his first 12 passes. Oregon State, again, uh, National Player of the Week type of performance, completed 82% of his passes, 19 of his first 20, uh, 14 in a row at one point. He started the season with 1,300 yards, 13 touchdowns, and no picks uh, in his first four games and has eight games where he's rushed and passed for a touchdown. Um, He's really only had one bad game the entire year his game against wisconsin wasn't spectacular but he didn't throw a pick he completed 63 percent of his passes it was fine really the one bad game he had was was last week uh ucla just got to him i mean they, they just made his life miserable he threw two picks only threw the one touchdown had 197 yards you know cam ward is He's difficult to figure out, in my opinion. I think he's a good quarterback. I think coming out of Incarnate Word, which is where he came from, he was a bit overrated and overstated a little bit, like how good he was. Because obviously, again, like we say with transfers, there's there's levels to this, right? Um, you know, when you take a look at his numbers last year, like against Oregon, he threw for 375 yards, also threw two picks. Uh, Oregon State, he threw for 345 yards, but it took 54 attempts, right? Um, he's, he had good games last year, like Colorado State was a good game, but then he also had games last year against Wisconsin, threw one touchdown, two picks, threw two picks against Oregon, threw two picks against Cal. Uh, the loss to Oregon State, he wasn't very good. The win against Arizona, he actually wasn't that good. Um, he had 193 yards and a touchdown, but he ran for 59 yards and a touchdown as well. That's another aspect of his game that's kind of hard to figure out. There's going to be days where he runs like he did last year against Arizona. Um, You look at his stats this year against Colorado State, he had 40 yards rushing and a touchdown. Um, Against Wisconsin, he carried the ball 17 times for 43 yards. So in the first two games of the season, he he carried the ball 30 yards, right? Uh, And the last three that he's played, he only has 18 combined carries, and he has no positive yardage. So... Um, you got to figure out kind of a little bit, is he going to run? Is he not going to run? You don't necessarily know what Cam Ward is going to show up. He's good, but you know with Caleb Williams and Michael Penix, you're going to get 
the best of the best every single game. With Cam Ward, um, he's solid. Uh, I don't know. Well, I know he's not on that level. It's just, you know, there's ways of getting to him. Caleb Williams, even when, like, you rattle him, he still kills you. Michael Penix, you can't rattle him. Uh, Cam Ward can be rattled. I'm not saying Arizona's going to do it, but he's just on a different level than, than those guys. Hmm. He's an enigma. I'd probably have... I'm trying to think off the top of my head. Caleb one, Penix two, Bo Nix, Shador are probably better than Ward. So Ward's probably fifth or sixth in the conference. Okay. Do you think he's a necromancer? I don't know. I, he probably doesn't know who Lewis and Clark is. <laughs> okay. Um, Aurora! What type of weapons does he have on offense? I'm glad you asked, Shelby. I'm happy to I ask. I just want to point something out. I call my daughter all the time, and she doesn't It takes come to forever. Me the podcast, she knows we're recording. She comes out. Aurora, I have a question. Come here. Come here. What grade are you in, Aurora? I'm in ninth grade. You're in ninth grade. Do you know who Lois and Clark is? It's Lewis and Clark. Okay. Lois and Clark is Superman. Do you know who Lewis and Clark is? No. Okay. All right. That's it. No, not yet. You haven't got to that in history yet? Do you know who Magellan is? Yes. Okay, good. So oh. she hasn't got there in history yet. Wait. Yeah. Other weapons. All right. So, uh, multiple. Now, the thing is, Washington State, I, I don't, I guess you could call them an air raid. They're not going to run the ball. Okay, I'm saying that, and against Arizona, they'll probably run the ball, Shelby. But Cam Ward is their second-leading rusher with 97 yards on the entire year. Mm. Now, I will say this. The one guy that I wonder if they're going to use more, and they've started to use a little bit more, is actually a freshman quarterback named John Mateer. Mm -hmm. um, he, he can run. He's fast. Now, he's not like a superstar, but he has speed where they'll put him in now uh, for a few carries a game. Like Oregon State, they ran him three times for 15 yards. He never threw a pass. Uh, UCLA, he came in and had to throw a pass for seven yards. He's he's a better runner than he is a thrower, but when he's in the game, um, you pretty much assume that he's going to run the ball. The guy that they have at running back is Nikia Watson. Again, hopefully I'm not jinxing anything, Shelby, but he's not he's not very good. They don't give him the ball very much. He's only had two games this year with double-digit carries, and he had 11 for 25 yards in both, I think. Uh, two touchdowns. He could catch the ball a little bit. He's actually not bad in that regard. Um, but he's not the type of guy where, you know, just Arizona has faced better running backs. Which What's weird, though, is like last year, he actually had a really nice year. Like, he had 166 yards against Stanford. He had 116 yards against ASU. He had 56 yards and a touchdown against Arizona. Uh, he had 73 yards and a touchdown against UW. He caught 29 passes for 290 yards. So it's not that he lacks talent. It's just that for whatever reason, and we'll get to this reason later because we know the reason, um, his game hasn't been great. Now, in terms of, of passing, receiving weapons, uh, the thing is, you know, they're going to be missing uh, Lincoln Victor, who to me, and you, I know what you're wondering, Shelby, why is the name Lincoln Victor and not Victor Lincoln? I don't know. But it's Lincoln Victor. Uh, he is really good. My guess is he sits out with a sprained ankle that he suffered, and they bring him back for the Oregon game. He's only played in three games. It would be very Arizona if he came back, but Jake Dickert, the Washington State head coach at his Wednesday press conference, didn't sound very uh, confident. He had 11 catches for 168 yards against Colorado State. Uh, he had 55 yards and a touchdown against Wisconsin, 
and then 119 and two touchdowns. So in three games, he has 342 yards and three touchdowns. Yeah. He's very good. So in an ideal world, he doesn't play. Now, that doesn't mean that they don't have talent. Josh Kelly, uh, the transfer from um, Fresno State, is, is legitimately good. Uh, you know, he has five touchdowns so far. You take a look, he actually has had um, a touchdown in all but two games. He had three touchdowns against Oregon State, had an insane catch. If you guys didn't see it, go go back and, and look at it. But he had 159 yards and three touchdowns against Oregon State. Um, he had a touchdown against Northern Colorado and the Colorado State. UCLA, he had 40 yards. Um, he is 6'1", 192, physical guy. Like him quite a bit. Uh, Kaya Williams, six foot. So they don't have a lot of size. Um, at their wide receiver position, but they're good. Kyle Williams is a UNLV transfer. He scored in every game but the UCLA game. Had 174 yards in that Oregon State game. Had 85 yards and a touch. Uh, didn't score in the UCLA game, which is the only game um, that he hasn't scored in this season. So, again, like, they're both really good, um, but you look at who Ephesians, Prysock, and Takario Davis, in a way it helps that they've already gone against USC's receivers. The week before, they already went against Washington's uh, receivers. Kyle Williams is a a legitimately good um, wide receiver that knows how to how to find the end zone. Carlos Hernandez is a freshman, another small guy, um, six foot, one eighty five. He's been inconsistent, but he's not bad. He's good for a few catches a game. Uh, he was another guy that benefited greatly from that ridiculous game against Oregon State. And then there's a guy that I actually think is a a relatively big loss for Washington State. Uh, if he doesn't play, he's questionable. Cooper Mathers. Now, he's a tight end, um, a smaller tight end, 6'2", 228. He only has six catches, but he's a a very solid uh, blocker overall and a guy where um, I, I actually I like him in, in terms of that offense. He's got a, a very nice pass blocking grade, um, you know, right there with, with offensive linemen. Like, that's like that's what type of blocker he is. So, um, it would be a... Uh, a loss if they missed him in, in the blocking category, not necessarily the um, the overall, you know, offensive uh, effectiveness category. Is that a word? Yeah. Yes. I like it. I approve. Um, all right. That was a lot of words you just said. What is the weakness of the offense overall? Yeah, it's a very easy, very easy answer, Shelby. Uh, Washington State's offensive line sucks. I'm just going to say it like Perfect. it is. Perfect. Um, their pass block unit uh has not been good the the one that really arizona needs to figure out a way now streaming on paramount plus you ready bob well, all right. audiences are raving bob marley is electrifying it's the feel-good movie of the year you dig? bob marley one love rated pg-13 now streaming on paramount plus paramount plus and the national park foundation present a mountain of zen are you still listening Good. Take a deep breath. You needed a break. This Earth Week, you can live stream seven national parks for seven days on Paramount+. Plus. So, yes, you can literally stream a stream. Paramount+, Plus, official streaming partner of the National Park Foundation. To attack is Essa Pole. Mm. Um, he might be one of the worst PFF-rated offensive lineman in the country um it's weird he wasn't this bad last i remember him but his pass blocking grade as a tackle um is 25 like that's as bad as you get uh his uh, his overall grade is 32 he is by far 
the worst player graded out on PFF on Washington State's um, offense. It is not good. Um, and then you, you kind of take a look. Nikia Watson, their running back, uh, cannot block in any way, shape, or form. Um, their other tackle, Fali Fimo, is not a good pass blocker. He's a decent run blocker. So their pass blocking isn't good. And if you watch that UCLA game, one of the main reasons why they struggled um, is because they just couldn't block UCLA. Now, UCLA has a player like Latu, which is obviously going to make your life miserable. Um, but the offensive line grades are just not very good uh, for Washington State. Their highest rated guy that gets snaps is Christian Hilborn at a 71. Um, that's close to average. Their run blocking is slightly better, uh, but not great. Now, I will say this. With their run blocking, their wide receivers are actually very good blockers. Uh, they block well. But Washington State's offense, is the, when it's successful, it's able to block. Uh, when it's not successful, it, it's real simple. It's not able to block. And, you know, you, you take a look at Washington State overall, and, you know, when you take a look at their schedule, for instance, and you look at the UCLA game. And the, the reason I'm going back to the UCLA game, I, I know UCLA's defense is uh, is really good and, and probably better than Arizona's, even though Arizona's is good. Their pass blocking grade in that game was a 22 as a team. That's literally the worst that I've seen as a team. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, their run blocking was a 46. They could not block anyone. Uh, against Oregon State, they blocked and they put up numbers, right? Uh, but their defense was atrocious that game. So their pass blocking, they've really had two games that are good, and that was Northern Colorado, who sucks, and then Oregon State. Um, their run blocking... They really they haven't had any true good games. Their best game was Northern Colorado. So I went back to Watson. And, you know, again, he was good last year. Well, the reason he's not very good this year is they can't block. I mean, they just literally the, the, their offensive line. It's pretty impressive, in my opinion, what they've been able to do with this offensive line so far this season and the ability to to put up points in bunches at times. Okay. Um, defensively, why have the Cougars been so good? As you sip on your Starbucks. I'm glad you asked, Shelby. It's my job. As I have Starbucks at 9.30 at night, I'm drinking a little venti. I'm sure it won't keep Are you going to play Assassin's Creed tonight? I might play a little Assassin's. I might kill some people. I might nice. sh- shoot some people. I might stab some people. I might hit some baseballs, too. Perfect. You know, girls don't have school. I might sleep in a little bit. Oh, oh so you're not driving me to work? I will drive you to work. <laughs> Damn it. Um, <laughs> uh, there's two... Re- <laughs> oh, you son of a bitch. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> you are lucky. Oh, lucky. I was talking to Bianca. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Cougars have been good because they have uh, <laughs> they have good defensive talent. Their defensive line is really good. Uh, Ron Stone, great name, by the way, and Brennan Jackson enter the week eighth among Pac-12 players uh, with 14 combined sacks. Um, Ron Stone has already matched his sacks and tackle for loss last year. He is as good as, as it gets in the conference, Shelby, at, at defense. I mean, he's rated 87 on PFF, which is insane. He is just really, really good. Uh, his pass rush skills are great. They can drop him to coverage sometimes if they need to. He's a good tackler for a defensive lineman. He's really good. Uh, Brennan Jackson is right there with him. They're, they're monsters. And, you know, 
I am very excited uh, to see Jordan Morgan versus these guys and to see how Arizona might move around their offensive line. You know, do they have Jonah outside and then Jordan outside to face these two guys? Do they move Jonah inside? It's going to be very interesting because Brennan Jackson and Ron Stone are awesome. And and they have other guys on the, the defensive side of the ball uh, as well. Chow Smith-Wade is a really good corner. Um, when you take a look at, at his grade, he's got the uh, the best defensive grade and best coverage grade among all Pac-12 cornerbacks. Uh, Jaden Hicks is tied for seventh in the conference with 36 tackles and is the fifth best safety coverage grade in the conference. So their linebackers uh, have not been great. They've been good enough, um, but that is by far Kyle Thornton has been average, uh, in, and so they're not great there, but your linebackers don't necessarily have to be awesome when your defensive line is awesome and you have two guys in your secondary uh, who are completely shut down players because uh, Kapena Goichkin as well um, has been really good at a cornerback. And so their corners are solid, their safety solid, their defensive ends are solid. Um, so they're, they're going to be pretty good uh, in that regard. And, and so that's why um, their, their defense has kept them in pretty much every game this season. Ooh, Even right. the UCLA game when they didn't play well, it was only 25-17 because that defense was really good. Effective. UCLA, UCLA ran 98 plays what? and only had 25 points. That does not seem effective. Yes. Sounds 90, also 90 much like UCLA. Plays. Yeah, that's crazy. Um. Okay, so what's your guess with Arizona's quarterback situation? Okay. <laughs> Shall we you it? made me read the question. Um, my guess. Now, this is I want to I want to emphasize. This is a guess. Uh, Arizona does not talk injuries. Sources do not want injury news out there. We are able to go to practices on Tuesday, but we cannot report what we have seen directly. Um, pre-game last week against USC, Jaden Delora looked like he was moving pretty well. When you listen to what Jed Fish said, and again, Jed Fish on Thursday could say, yep, Jaden's starting. I don't, you know, I have no idea. He has a Thursday press, so I'm sure he's going to be asked it. When you listen to Jed Fish, he emphasized 100% healthy. Brennan Carroll said, we are not putting him out there unless he's anything, if he's anything but 100% healthy. What this means, Shelby, is mm-hmm. they feel that there's any hesitancy any ankle soreness at all, if he's 95% before the bye week, they are not putting him out there. Now, I'm a, I'm a big conspiracy theorist when it comes to this stuff. I am of the belief that Noah is going to get the start. And if Arizona wins and he plays well, things will be reassessed during the bye week. Mm-hmm. If Arizona loses and Noah is, let's say, average... I think Jaden is probably your starting quarterback after the bye. Um, would I be surprised if Jaden started on Saturday? Not at all. My gut right now simply tells me that uh, Noah is going to start for quarterback for Arizona quarterback on Saturday. I have the right to change that at any second based on new information that comes. Thank you. Thank you for that uh, caveat. It sounds a little like bullshit, but you know. What? What part? What? Um, Shelby's team Noah, ride or die. I'm ride or die team Noah. She's entering. I am Noah's with arc. Michael Luke backing the A. 
Her and Michael Luke are on Noah's Ark. Yeah. I mean, it's just an eye test. I mean, anyone can see it. Who And Michael Luke said this, I think, when he you, you were on with him the other day. Here's here's how we, we do this, Shelby. Yeah. There are a select few of us mm-hmm. that are emotionally capable of handling the ups and downs of watching Jane and Delora play quarterback. Mm-hmm. You Mm-mm. are not capable nope. of watching those ups and downs <laughs> and staying emotionally steady. With Noah, you are able, for the most part, you were very steady yes, during the I USC game. I feel very game, secure with Noah. Right, during the Washington game, he said, look, whatever, Noah's stable, right? Jane and Delora, you're a big, no, 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 yes, no, throw, don't throw that, oh, great thrower. No, 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 don't throw, oh, right? That's yeah. that's the sounds of a Jane and Delora game. And some of us just And then you get a pillow that. and you just rip it apart because yeah. you are furious that he threw four interceptions. Some of us just aren't built like that. Right. Uh, I am because I've seen the days. I've been in the dark. I was a student in the darkest times of Arizona football. Mm-hmm. Okay? I'm built for this. I don't know. I think Kevin Sumlin years are pretty bad. But, no. Yeah. John McEvick. Well, that's mm-hmm. a nice debate. That's a nice debate for another day. But you got to think like I was a student when McEvick, you know. Ruined everything. Right. That's true. Also, I'm just a little more apassionata than you, even though yes. we're both fire signs. Yes. If you didn't know that, Jason's a Leo and I'm a Sagittarius. Yes. I don't know um, what any of this means. Yes, you do. You've been married to me long I'm enough. I'm a lion. You do know that part, so that's good. So I have a lion tattoo. Um, all right. So you are saying you're thinking it's probably going to be As of Senior this Noah. Wednesday night, October 11th at 9.42 p.m., I believe that Noah, and, and my guess is that Jed will not, it does no one any good for Jed to say anything at the presser tomorrow. He's no. going to be like, oh, Jaden's progressed nicely. We're going to see how he feels Saturday morning. Mm. Okay, moving on. What is Arizona's path to victory? Victory. Uh, you know, it's funny because a bunch of people right there when you said that question said the path to victory is Jaden doesn't play. Uh, you know it's true. You I'm thought not, it. As I'm you're not, driving to work right now, you I'm not literally thought Noah. it. You, sh- you hit me up on Twitter, and you hit me up on the message board, and you let me know if you're one of those people, because there's a lot. Look, the path of victory is very simple. It's not simple to execute. Play clean. But it's very simple. Play clean. On the road, you have to play clean. I fully recognize that the refs in the USC game were dog shit. Ugh. But there were still also dumb penalties. They were also dog shit for USC. It wasn't just against right. Arizona. And even if it was, there were still some penalties. You know, the Justin Flow late hit, a couple of the PIs that were good calls that didn't need to happen. You have to play a clean game on the road. You have to pressure Cam Ward. That offensive line is not good. Find ways. I'm very curious about Johnny Nansen's game plan. Um, I would assume it'll resemble USC more than it did Washington in that it's a little more aggressive. Cam Ward has ran a little bit, but has he run enough to spy him? Um, You know, I don't think so, but maybe Nansen does. How aggressive is Arizona? Uh, That is key to me. If they can pressure Ward and and play a clean game, I really feel that it, it... Let's just say that Noah starts. If Noah plays like he did against Washington and USC and Arizona does the other two things I said, Arizona's going to win this ballgame. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think Arizona needs to get crazy on offense, run the ball with Jonah Coleman, control the clock. You know, they've done a very nice job of that the last two games, have that strategy again, limit Washington State's possessions, and uh, 
And I think they'll be okay. Just that's it. All of those things. That's it. It's pretty easy. Um, Justin Flo, you know how I feel about you. And I really need you to just channel be openly flirting. your Justin energy. Flo. You know, be aggressive. That's cool. You just can't straight up merc people. You, you just, can. I hope he does. Please don't get stupid penalties anymore. But we still love it when you attack people like a pit bull. It's Calm awesome. Down, Shelby. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. That's how you feel. I'll go tackle someone right now. I don't get that. <laughs> Jason is jealous. I was going to call Aurora and then tackle her. No, don't call Aurora. Um, all right. Well, is there a concern for an emotional letdown from the ups and downs from the last two games? From you or from Arizona? Um, both. Yeah. So here's the thing. I have said this with college basketball and football. Uh, Shelby knows this. It is very difficult for college kids to sustain to sustain a certain level of emotion. The Washington game, they lost by a touchdown. The USC game was very emotional, overtime, all that. I feel like there is a very, I'm not saying it's going to happen, but I feel like there's a very real chance that Arizona goes into this game and plays flat. Like, I think that's one of Jed Fish's biggest challenge is getting the energy up. Very similar to the Stanford game when he kept saying we have to bring our own energy. Um, it is very difficult, and, and I think the emotional letdown is a very real possibility. It actually, we'll get to my prediction, but you know I said this, and Michael Luke made fun of me. I don't think Arizona wins um, or loses a close game. I think it's going to win or get blown out. Like I don't think there's any in between. All right, we will see. Well, knowing all that, all those things you just said, what is your prediction? Shelby, unlike you, I have yet to miss a game this season. I'm what we call a perfect. And that's going to continue this week. Yeah, because you're picking Arizona because I heard you tell Michael Luke that. I'm picking Arizona, Shelby. I know you are. I think that Arizona's defense has played well. I think it's going to be a, a, a typical Arizona tight butthole game, as we call it in the streets. But I think Arizona makes one more play than Washington State. I will even go further. Arizona will get its first interception of the year. Traden Stooks will get an interception. I'm predicting everything, Shelby. And Arizona wins a 27-24. Interesting. I would like to point out that though my predictions haven't been accurate because Arizona lost and I support Arizona, ride or die, unlike someone else on this podcast, I was actually very close to my prediction last week against USC. So I think Arizona is actually going to win with two touchdowns or more against Washington State because I think that their offensive line is going to crumble and the defense is going to be all over them. Pick a score, woman. You just said Arizona's going to blow out Washington State. She's already regretting it. I'm not regretting it. I didn't say blowout. I said two touchdowns. Is that a blowout? I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Shelly, when you beat a team by two touchdowns, Whatever. it's a blowout. Um, I'm going to say 35 Woo! to 14. <laughs> That's three touchdowns. <laughs> Bear down. Oh my, she's bright red. She knows. She's like, no, that's not the real score. But she's going to go with it anyway. I'm going to go with it anyway. There's no one tells Shelby what to do. That's right. Not even me. Nope. So. And also I'm bearing down. I'm bearing down really hard. Oh my God. Come here right now. For Justin Flo. Oh, what? <laughs> Blake, do you hear this? 
Shout out my boy Blake who listens and texts me after every podcast and says Shelby and Justin Flo is getting a little uncomfortable. Blake thinks that I'm having an affair with yeah. Justin Flo. And there's proof that you're not. Okay, bear down. Bear down. Here's what people need to understand about Shelby. She picks one player per cycle to love. The, the one that she had the biggest crush on was Nate Ness. Oh, I love Nate Ness. Or was it I Cam s- Nelson? I love Cam Nelson and I love yeah. Nate Ness. And now we're at Justin Flo. Justin In about Flo. four or five years, there's going to be another. I have great taste, guys. Okay, whatever, Shelby. I married you. Oh, honey. The wait is over. The Shy returns with new episodes on Paramount+. Plus. What brings you to the show? Opportunity. Everybody get down! Walk right up to the side. A new rain is coming to the south side. Never should have sent a boy to do a woman's job. The Shy. New episodes May 10th. Visit ParamountPlus.com slash The Shy to get a 50% discount off the Paramount Plus with Showtime annual plan. Offer ends July 14th. Subscription auto-renews. Restrictions apply.